It's a privilege to, to be able to minister God's word. And as I was just thinking, the book of Deuteronomy, people are about to enter the promise. But before they entered their promise, God said, make sure you do not forget. But rather than forget, remember. Remember. Always keep it in your mind. How many of you, and I'm going to include myself, I'm already raising my hand. How many of you have that sometimes you just forget things? Just, ay, ay, ay. Just forget. And it was a problem 5,000 years ago. 4,000. Do not forget. Do not forget. Do not forget. Here, here's what it, it means to forget. Is you misplace something. Or you just mislay it somewhere and you just can't remember where you placed it. How many of you ever lost keys? Look at Shawnee. Puts her hand up really high. Yeah. You know, I get a call. I'm, I'm six hours away. I can't find my keys. Well, thanks for letting me know, but I can't help you. But we, we have a tendency. And, and God is saying, don't misplace what I've done for you. Don't misplace my love for you. Don't forget where you've put it. Here, forget. You just give it a lack of attention. Lack of attention. What was he talking about? All the things that he had done for them. Make sure you give it the proper attention. Give it the proper attention. To forget just means to be unmindful. You just don't set your mind on it. If you therefore be, have been risen with Christ, set your mind on things above. Set your mind. Give it the proper priority. Give what the proper? All the things. Why? Because if you forget, you will lose heart. And I'll get to that. And to forget means to cease to care. You just stop caring and you just put it behind you. The children of Israel... Brought out, God, God says, out of the iron furnace of Egypt by the mighty hand of God. The mighty hand of God. He brought them out. And you know what? They saw the giants 
and they ran. They got to the border of the promised land. They got the report of the giants and they feared. Why? Because they forgot. They forgot all the things that God had done for them. Remembering. I read a book recently, and one of the chapters was called The Fight to Remember. That's how critical it is to remember because it's so critical to your success to remember. Let's, uh, Cora, can we turn to Psalm 78? As I was going through the, the book of Deuteronomy, I just started reading it again. I came across Psalms 78, and it gives a great summary. You know the Coles notes? I don't know. Oh, my. Yeah, see, I, there wasn't Coles notes when I was a kid either. But here's what Coles notes are. You get a, a book that you have to read of like 300 pages, and the Coles notes are like 20 pages that summarize the whole thing. So students, rather than reading all 300 pages, they'll just go to the Coles notes and just do a summary of it. Well, Psalm 78 is Coles notes of Deuteronomy. So it's a great place to uh, start. Let's, we're just, I'm just going to start reading because God's word is awesome. And if this is all you get today, that's awesome. Listen. All right? All right? All right. Listen, O oh my people, to my instruction. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. You keeping up, Cora? Is she keeping up? All right. All right. We will not conceal them. What? The stories of old. Your testimony is not to be concealed. Why? Because a testimony of God's goodness sheds light on current situations in your life. There are lots of things in the last few years that my wife and I have gone through, what keeps us grounded is remembering what God did for us in our past because the testimony reveals we will not conceal, but when you share the testimony, it brings revelation and it gives light. So don't forget the testimony. Actually, in the book of Psalms, it says that all of the testimonies are our inheritance. So you say, oh, I don't really have much in my life to be thankful for or to bless God about. Well, start reading God's word because the testimonies in God's word are your inheritance. Amen. We will not conceal them from their children, but will tell them to generations to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wondrous works that he has done. 
Your testimonies are for generation to generation. I don't know how many times we have told the story of Cleo being a crack baby and God healing her one night. And if you've ever met Cleo, you probably would never know that she was a crack baby, addicted to cocaine when she was born. Born because of the cocaine, induced labor, and she was born a month early, so she was a premature. And she had seizures for the first week of her life, and then one night, God just stopped the seizures. And if you've ever met her, you would never know it. And we tell that to people time after time after time. Why? Because a testimony will build. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but a testimony is going to build your faith. So tell it from generation to generation. Why? Because your children, when they know the story of what God has done in your life, when they hit a brick wall, they're going to draw on the strength that you've taught them. Amen. Tell it from generation to verse 5. For he established a testimony in, in Jacob, which is Israel, and he appointed a law in Israel, which he, listen to this, the testimony is a commandment. We are commanded to share the testimonies of our life. We are not to conceal what God has done, but we are commanded. We're commanded. Am I yelling? No, I'm not. Okay. I'm speaking loud, speaking with force, because it's a commandment. We're commanded, we're commanded that they should teach, teach them. And again, if you think you don't have any testimonies in your life, go look the Bible up. Look up some of the stories of what God has done in his word and apply it to your life. Say, Lord, this is my inheritance. And we are commanded to search for them, to learn from them, to teach, to be taught from them. And we're commanded. Verse 6, that the generation to come, why? That they might know. Even the children yet to be born. Jared and Sharissa. You have about to have a child. How you doing? Good. I think it's this week. <laughs> I'm sure you're thankful for a little bit cooler weather this summer. But she's about to have a child. Unborn yet. Share the testimonies of what God has done in your life. That they may know, that they may rise and tell the good things in your life are for you, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. Continue. You're commanded. I'm going to spend too much time. I love verse 7. 
maybe this is as far as I'm going to get. Verse 7. Why do we share? Verse 7. That they should put their confidence. I'm going to come back to that. And we're going to camp there for a few minutes. But I want to read on because here, that they should put their confidence and in God, not forget the works of God, but it facilitates our children keeping God's commandments. Next verse. And that they will not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation. A generation that did not prepare its heart and whose spirit was not faithful. That is what forgetfulness will do. We just saw what remembering will do. This is what forgetfulness. Well, and the children of Israel brought out with a mighty hand of God out of the iron furnace, brought out, about to enter the promise that they had been given by God. And because they were stubborn and rebellious, they had forgotten what God had done. God said, I'm not with you. The 12 spies went in and said, it's an awesome land. Look at this. Look at the fruit. They brought back a sample. Then 10 started giving a negative report. Said, we can't, we can't overcome the giants. We're like grasshoppers in this site. They forgot. 10 of them forgot. And God said, you're not going in. The next day, the next day, they repented of their sin and said, we're going. We're going. And God said, don't. Don't, because I'm not with you. And they attempted to go on their own. In their own pride, in their own arrogance, they tried. And they got turned back. And why? What did it stem from? Their forgetfulness of what God had done for them. Their forgetfulness of what God, where that, I want... It says they were stubborn and rebellious. I, I looked up in the Hebrew, and, and, and the, the, the word for rebellious was, they, it was like God was holding them, and they were smacking at him. They no, no. There was a, a slapping of the hand. Have you ever tried to pick up a kid that does not want to be picked up? And they just fight you and push you and, try and smack you. That's what the children of Israel were like. They forgot. They forgot all the things that God had done for them. Led them, it says, it, at the end of chapter 70, it was like he was a shepherd that was leading them. And they didn't want it. And they forgot all the good things. It talks about the manna, the quail. It talks about all the plagues that didn't touch them. But they saw firsthand from the land of Goshen, 
They saw all the plagues that the Egyptians endured. They saw it all. They saw the Red Sea part. At the last moment, the Red Sea parted. They went through. And it says, as their last foot left the bed of the Red Sea, the waters came. And it destroyed the enemy that was terrorizing and chasing them. They saw it all. And in one moment, they forgot it all, and they grumbled, they complained, they became stubborn and rebellious and forgot. And in their forgetfulness, they lost their inheritance. Wow. Wow. When I was studying this, I'd come to this verse, and I had taken some notes, and I was, it was about bedtime, and I was all I put was wow so that the next morning when I, I looked at I saw wow I'd, I'd look at it again because I, I was forgetting but wow I want to look at the, I, I want to look quickly at the next verse the sons of Ephraim they were archers equipped with bows Yet they turned their back in the day of battle. That's what forgetfulness will do. It'll make you turn your back and run. Next verse. They did not keep the covenant. And they refused to walk in his law. They were unfaithful. They were disobedient. They're unfaithful and rebellious. Next verse. They, what did they do? They forgot. They forgot. They forgot his deeds and his miracles that he had shown them. When you forget, it will cause fear. When you forget, when you forget, it creates fear. It creates panic. You run. You run from the plans and the purposes that God had for your life because you, for, you, you literally forget that it's a, about God and you think it's about you. That's what happened. That's what happened to the children of Israel. They forgot that this was all about God and not about them. And as soon as they forgot that, they looked at their own strength, they looked at their own size, and they turned their backs in fear. And fear creates discouragement, makes you want to give up. And so these archers of Ephraim, Joseph's sons, Joseph's sons, it literally says that because of this, at the end of this chapter, God turned his attention from Ephraim as a chosen tribe and turned it towards Judah. Hmm. Why? Because Ephraim forgot. And rather than being the chosen tribe, because they were the sons, the Ephraim and Manasseh were the sons of Joseph, the one who, who prepared the way the safe passage, it rescued them from destruction, from hunger. Joseph, 
the chosen one. And because they forgot, they were left behind, and Judah became the chosen. It's at the end of the chapter. Again, read chapter 78, powerful. They forgot his deeds. They forgot the testimony. I want to go back now to verse 7. Because I want to spend the last few moments remembering this morning as we celebrated the table of remembrance. I've seen too many people, and I don't want to step on your toes, I've seen too many people turn from the table of remembrance because they're remembering all their failings, all their shortcomings, all their sins, and they turn from the table because they're remembering the big fat I. And what is it a table of? It's a remembrance of Christ. It's a remembrance of his work. What he did. What he overcame. What he destroyed. And instead of remembering him, and I don't want to give a license for taking it unworthily, but you don't have to have your life perfect to remember what Jesus Christ did for you. It may actually help you with your, your other problems you're having. <laughs> Maybe you'll get over that. Um, but Jesus Christ, he overcame sin. He didn't just forgive our sins. He overcame sin. He became sin for us, destroyed its power, destroyed its dominion so that we could be forgiven, so that we could walk free, and that we could overcome the sin in our life, and the stuff that so easily hinders and besets us. He overcame that. It says, Jesus said, my peace I live with you. In this world you will have troubles, tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome. I, it overcomes means I nullified its power and its authority. And you can walk in victory. At the cross, what do we remember? By his stripes, we are healed. At the cross, we remember he was bruised for our transgressions. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement for our peace, our shalom, the chastisement was upon him so that we would know peace. And because we might not feel we have it all together, we forsake the remembering of it. Or we think it's just a cup of juice and a piece of bread. And you know what? In themselves, a cup of juice and a piece of bread mean nothing. But when you take it in remembrance and in honor... And in faith, remembering what he did, it becomes powerful if we will.
Remember. Amen? Amen. So the testimony, remembering what God has done, puts our confidence. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Whatever, you might look at a different translation. It says that their hope would be in God. In Hebrews 11, you know what the... Um, the word means um, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It means our confident expectation. A test, remem remembering creates an expectation. The word assurance means is the substance. You know what the word substance means? It means substructure. The underlying structure of your life. The underlying structure for your hope, for your confident expectation is what? Is your faith. Where is your faith? In myself? And all the amazing things that I've done in my life. Failure upon failure. Where's your faith? Where is your faith? Begin to rehearse. Begin to recollect. Begin to recount. Be begin to set your mind on the testimonies, on the goodness of God in your life, in your family's life. And if you don't have any of that... In God's word. Start learning the Bible stories. <laughs> That's what awesome thing about Sunday school. All the stories that are, they're learning. And what does it do? It builds a substructure. It builds a superstructure under their life. And when a hard time comes, instead of crashing, instead of burning, they have a foundation of God's goodness, of God's wondrous works. And yes, I can't do it in my own strength. And I look back, well, I see, I see God's finger all over my life. I was walking this morning thinking about it, and it was like, there's like three, maybe even four times I should have been dead by now. Stupid things, whether it was a car accident. I, when, I remember I was 48 inches tall. And it seemed like I was 48 inches for two years because I remember all these things about being 48 inches. And one of the things I remember about being 48 inches was the deep end started at 48. And so I stood there and the water was right there. And I thought, I'm going to take another step. And whoop. And I couldn't swim. I was 48 inches and I couldn't swim. And I just started flailing. And all my brothers were having fun. And all of a sudden I felt a hand grab mine. Oh, holy cow. As my dad would say, hokey Nelly. <laughs> One of my brothers grabbed my arm. Because I stepped past the 48 inches. I used to lay on the couch and the, 
the cushions were two feet each, and I, I took up two full cushions. I remember 48, I don't know why, but I thought about 48 while I was walking. And other, just stupid things I did, unsafe things I did, that God saved my life. And you know what? I used to be scared of flying. And you know what got me over the fear of flying was the fact that God has an amazing plan for my life. And it's not meant to be over yet. So every time I walk down the tunnel to the plane, and Brenda can, I, I shuffle all my stuff so I can carry it in one hand, and I step across the threshold of my pl that plane, and I put my hand on the side of it. And I say, thank you, Lord, that you've given your angels charge over me, and they're going to keep me in all my ways. Because God has an incredible plan for my life. Because he saved it so many times that I have a confidence. I have, co where's that verse? Put that verse back on. I have confidence. I have confidence that my life ain't over. And that God has an incredible plan. Why? Because he saved me so many times. And because of that testimony that I, I literally rehearse those things, those events, and thinking, wow, six inches, and literally on one occasion, six inches, and my head would have been sliced in half. Six inches. And I think about it, and I, that testimony gives me confidence to step on a plane that I used to be scared of flying, literally holding on to the hand on the rail. And Brenda would have to kind of rub my arm. It's okay. It's okay, honey. It's okay, honey. And every little bump was like a heart attack. Now I can, I can sit. Like we were in Kent when we, this last trip, there was one flight that was crazy turbulence. I just sat there. Yeah, I did, Brad. I did. He's shaking his head at me. Why? Because I have a confidence. Why? Because I remember the testimony of God saving my life. And that, that testimony puts a confidence in me. Makes me do things that I would not normally do. Purpose of the testimony is to build our confidence. Build our confidence. Build our confidence. Start thinking about them. Be mindful of what God has done. To remember means to mark. Do you have events in your life that you, you need to, that where God... You don't understand how it happened, why it happened, from where it happened, but it happened. And you're standing here today. Mark it. Mark it. The children of Israel would build an altar. In the book of Deuteronomy, it, they said, why, why, why do we build these altars? So that when your children ask, why is this altar here? You can tell them the wondrous works of God in your life. The wondrous works. Mark it. Be mindful of it. Set your mind. Think about it. 
Think about it. Make, it means to mention. To remember means to mention. And the re means re-mention it over and over. Mention it. Talk about it. Share it. To make a memorial is remembering. To recount. Bring it up over and over. Why? Because it builds faith. Builds our confidence in God. In God. They forgot and they turned their back and ran. Just want to read a couple thoughts from this chapter in this book that I read. The fight to remember. When we remember, we are stewarding. We are stewarding the work of God in our life. Put it, think of it that way. What, what, what happened to the unfaithful steward? But when you remember, that's why it's so powerful, communion. We're, this book was about communion, so that was awesome. But it says that we actually are stewarding the greatest event in history. But when you steward the testimony in your own life, you are stewarding the work of God. And when you're faithful in a little He's going to give you even better memories. Greater things to be thankful for. Greater events to celebrate. Start celebrating the littlest of things. Start celebrating. Start remembering. Start mentioning. Because as you do that, you are stewarding it. And you're making the name of God great. And you're giving Him glory. It says when the, when the children of Israel started looking after and searching after and following other gods, they stirred up God's jealousy because they were giving glory to someone else besides him. After all that he did for them, he got jealous and it created. When you, when you make the name of God great, when you remember and share and mention the goodness, the wondrous works of God in your life, You're pumping up God. And guess what he's going to want to do a little more often? It's going to come to your rescue a little more often. Because, whoa. Like, men, men, uh, they, they, they work well on affirmation. If, if Brenda wants me to do something and I just kind of start a little bit of whatever chore. She says, oh, man, thank you. You, you, just, you, you are the best at this in our house. I guess who wants to keep working and do an even better job? Yeah. You know what? When you, when you mention God and his goodness, guess who wants to step in a little more often? Yeah. But when you turn and forget and forsake and rebel and are stubborn, you know what you stir up? You stir up is jealousy. And you never want to get in the middle of 
of a, of a jealous lover. Because he does crazy things. <laughs> Anyways. Back to this book. It says we have to fight. We actually have to battle for our mind space. You know, the cares of this life. The parable of the sower. Throughout the seed and, and the different seeds fell on different places. And one of the places was thorns. And the cares of this life, the interpretation Jesus gave. The cares of this life choked out nullified the word. The most powerful thing in the universe, the word, was nullified because of the cares of this life. So fight for your mind space. Fight for the, what you need to remember. Fight for it. Amen? Amen. Fight, 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 fight. <laughs> Remembering shapes our present. Listen to this. Because it creates an expectation of repetition. Think about that. Pastor David preached a few weeks back on the power of the testimony. He said that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of, of prophecy. So the testimony creates this atmosphere of repeating. Why? Because Jesus, our God, the same yesterday, today, forever, doesn't change. So what he's done in the past, he can and he will do in the future. And so the testimony of what he's done the repetition, the remembering of what he's done creates in us an expectation. He's going to do it again. The psalmist said, I would have fainted. I would have given up. I would have just grown weary unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And what kept him going? The testimony of what God did the fact that God had promised him and that God's not a liar, but he's going to fulfill his word. He's going to fulfill his word. He's going to fulfill his word. Amen? Amen? Amen. Where does your confidence lie? Where is your confidence? Do you look at your life and just look at your failures? Do you look at your life and just say, I've messed up so many times that how, how could anything positive ever come out of my life? Are the things that you remember just your failures, your weaknesses, your shortcomings? Is that what you remember? Do you remember God said this about me and it's just never come about? I guess I'm washed up. I guess he, God passed me over. 
And is that what you are remembering? This morning, let's turn a page. Amen? Amen? Who are, who's with me this morning? Let's turn a page. Say that. That's done. Whatever's happened is done. It's over. And let's start remembering some of the good things that God has done in our life. Because the children of Israel, a whole generation, looked at their present circumstance of sand, heat, and it got to them, made them, their present circumstance made them forget what God had done. Their present situation made them forget who they were to God, what he had done, and that he would never leave them. And they forgot. And they, they missed out. They missed out on the promise. They missed out on their inheritance because they forgot. They forgot. They say half of learning is unlearning. How many of you need to unlearn this morning? Why don't we stand? Why don't we stand this morning? And we're going to ask the Heavenly Father to come and just cleanse our mind. Just come and cleanse our mind of my weakness my shortcomings, my failures. Oh, how I let God down. I just think, oh, God, I'm so dumb. This morning, I'm just going to pray the Holy Spirit comes and just wipes, wipes the mind. But then I want you also to fight this coming week, maybe this afternoon, you got to fight to remember. Remember God's goodness. Remember how God showed up when you thought all was lost. When you thought, how can anything good come out of this? When a certain person in your life just left. And you just thought, you lost a job, whatever. And you thought, how, how is this ever going to work out? Remember God. Remember God. He has a plan. He has a purpose. And what he started, he said he will complete. And remember God. And if you can't seem to find any good memories, think of the cross. What Jesus did for you. The testimony of Satan being defeated. This world, its systems, its thought patterns overcome. Father God. Father God, I just pray for our minds this morning. For each one 
here this morning. I pray for their minds that they will remember your goodness. Remember your wondrous works. They will remember those points in time. They look back in their life and they'll see the fingerprint of God. They'll see the fingerprint of God. They'll see the hand of God. They'll see the arm of God that moved. And they will elevate those thoughts. They will elevate those memories. They will elevate and they will remember that they're a child of God. They're covered in the hand of God. And I just pray, Lord, that as they're mindful, as they're mindful of those things, their confidence, their faith, their expectation of you in their life will grow. They'll grow. They'll be, become strong. And in the day of hardship, they won't turn and run. They won't turn bitter and rebellious. But rather they'll stand and say, my God did it once before. He's going to do it again. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know by what means, but I know he's going to do it. Because I've seen him do it before. Lord, help us remember. Help us remember. Help us remember. Help us remember. Help us to be mindful. Lord, we know that we're in Christ, so let us set our minds on the things that are above, where you sit at the right hand of the Father. And we sit with you in those heavenly places. Lord, just touch the minds. Just touch our minds this morning. Touch our minds this morning. And everybody said, amen, amen. God bless you. God keep you. God, make your face to shine upon them. And be gracious to you. Lord, lift up your countenance and give them your peace. And everybody said, amen. God bless you.